It is uh, episode 37 of Video Vampires. Uh, it has been a uh, few weeks. Yeah, we're since, into 2019 now. In 2019, this is Mickey. And Jessica. Jess, uh, before we go into the movie, we'll, let's recap everything that we've seen, what we liked 2018. Let's Whoa. put 2018 to, to, to rest. I haven't made my list, my entire list yet because there's still some movies trickling. So like this, this past few weeks, I've just been watching... Everything. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I haven't made my list yet, but I've I've watched like a big handful of movies that I'm trying to so I can make my like 2018 list. But okay, so a, a run through, and some of them you've seen, and some of them you haven't. Yeah. Um. So one of my favorites that's definitely on the list that I saw, and Netflix is, uh, it's one of those movies that I saw on Netflix that I wish I saw in the theater first because when I saw it I was like this movie is so fucking beautiful it's Roma yeah um it is just gorgeous it's like sad and heartfelt and you know it's his ode to um his nanny and yeah. you know his um mother growing up it's just like a gorgeous piece of work like and I'm constantly impressed like Children of Men I think is one of my favorite movies um, and then this is just like, you know, my eyes, I was like, fuck, I wish this was in a big screen. You know, I wish I was like seeing everything I can about this movie because it is beautiful. It's shot all in black and white. You know, the actors and actresses are just like brilliant. It's, it's just like a beautiful piece of work. And I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets another theatrical release be, due, it because, should. because of the Oscars coming up. And yeah. They, I know they're pushing for it, so. Um, and there's like a whole list of movies that uh, have Netflix re- releases that I wanted to talk about because there's Roma, um, there's the infamous Bird Box now. If you have the internet, then you've seen all the viral shit that has come with it, which some of the memes are really funny. But did you watch it or you didn't? You. I don't care. I get it. That's how I felt about Halloween. That's why I didn't watch it for so long. That's a completely finally, different... Did you finally watch it? Yeah, I did, which we will talk about. Oh, um, man, I got a bad feeling about that. But I didn't say anything we'll yet. Yeah, but I can see it. <laughs> well, Bird Box just became this, like, really infamous type of film. I don't hate it. I don't. I just feel whatever about it. Like, it's just one of those movies that I'm like, oh, whatever. It's not great. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. But it's just not the... The best. Uh, I mean, it just see, it just has so many holes, and it's like entertaining, sure, you know. But it's just, it's like the happening in a quiet place. Had a baby and came out with Bird Box. That's like not as good. And also, Sandra Bullock needs to stop playing thirty year olds. Okay, you're fucking fifty. All right, you're half of your face can't move. I'm sorry, I'm sick of you. I'm I, I realize. Toronto Rhodes though is a handsome man, and he can be in anything. I realize I only care about Sandra Bullock when she's driving a bus. Yeah. Or she's in the future and, <laughs> and partnering up with Sylvester Stallone. I, it's not that I have a problem with her. It's just that I don't. I'm if you're like, hey, we're gonna watch this movie and Sandra Bullock's in it. It better be fucking Speed or Demolition Man, or I don't yeah. want to watch it. I can I can see that because they're not. She's not. The best actress, but I enjoy her because she's not terrible, Okay, I guess, if that makes sense. 
She's more, she has, like, a niche following, you know, like, romantic comedy funny <laughs> type. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, like, there's something, there's charming things about her, but uh, I didn't see Bird Box because I'd say the majority of my coworkers were talking about it around me, and they were like, oh my god, it's so great. And I was like, you know what? I have a feeling I'm not going to like it based off of everything else I've ever heard them talk about. Uh-huh. I'm like, their opinion, their tastes are so far from mine that, you know, I'm not going to... You know, I don't want to degrade anybody that I work with because hopefully some of them are yeah. listening, you know. But, um... And it's it, got a great cast, and it just it doesn't do any of these cast members justice at all. Right. You're like, why did you... Why are you in this film? Um, and then I saw... Oh, Bandersnatch. Which, okay, listen, I love it. I love Bandersnatch. I spent some time with this movie. There's a lot of different feedback that people have. Some people have don't have attention spans and they can't handle the repetitive nature of the sure. movie. Um, others feel like the film itself couldn't carry it throughout the story. I disagree. I, yeah. I, I honestly love it. I love all the pathways. I love the little nods. I love the little Easter eggs in there. There's tons of little things to past episodes. Um, there's really cool music in it, books, and you see these little things. Like, obviously, if you watch it over and over again, which sometimes it prompts you to do, it is a choose-your-own-adventure in case you are, you know, you haven't heard of it yet. Um, so you choose the pathways that this main character takes. Um, but some of the outcomes are still obviously the same. Um, and then you can go back and replay them and make different choices, and I, I fucking love it. I, I honestly think love it. what's interesting to point out is that when you do replay it, because you can't watch it on iTunes or, or um, and I think on like... Um, you couldn't on Chromecast. I had Chromecast. To, oh, you did? Okay. I had to do it on my laptop. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you have to watch it on, 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 a, compu- uh, like on a computer system or something that will cache like mm-hmm. your choices because, and I thought this was, my, this was my favorite part about it, is that when you're replaying it, the characters acknowledge that you've, like, hey, we've done this before. Yeah. Hey, we've met before. We've been here before. And it's like... I loved that. I yes. loved that, like, deja vu, like, or that fact that it was acknowledging what you were doing. Um, or, you know, little things. Like, in the beginning, you choose what cereal he eats. Mm-hmm. It's, it has no bearing other than the fact that later on there's a TV commercial yeah. of that cereal. It's stupid stuff like that that I really liked. I agree with you. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I think it's really inventive. But I think a lot of people complain about it. It's like, kind of like when you go on Amazon and you're looking at, like, it's reviews. T- yeah. And you're like, you're like, why would they, why'd you get these one-star reviews? And you, like, click on this one-star review that's, like, this poorly written, badly, and it's just like, didn't like it, don't understand why people like it. And it's like, you gave one star because you just, you didn't understand why other people. Yeah. You know? Ugh. And it's like, the people <laughs> who are complaining about Bandersnatch are people who, about the repetitiveness, are people who play video games all the time. And yeah. Can will deal with it's just they don't like that crossover of like their video game style mm-hmm. with you know watching interacting with a movie and stuff like that and I don't think that this should be a trend. I I don't know about a trend, but I do like it. I mean, with the um, with the push for like virtual reality and augmented reality, and then these type of games, I think it's fucking cool. Honestly, I, yeah, that's I, agree. What, I, I think that's where the future is going. Honestly, and there had been. Um, there are, like, other games, you know, on PlayStation that are on the same realm that are games, but they read, like, a movie, like, Until until Dawn. Yeah, which um, is great. And, yeah, it's, like, super fun. I, I think it's really cool. Do I think we'll see more in the future? I think we will. I just don't want it to be, like... Soderbergh did one. He has an app. Oh, God. I don't yeah. want... I, just, I don't want to... I don't want to see this become, like, what 3D was, where it gets... 
we get oversaturated with, like... Yeah, but then you have to... I mean, it, there's certain things in 3D which are really cool if someone is shooting for 3D. Sure. And, you know, um, like, uh, what that movie Hugo, that... I think... Who did it? Scorsese? Scorsese. It's... In 3D, it is cool. Because... And, and I saw it as, like, um, a preview... You know, it's like there's certain background things that just like illuminated the thing rather than having like, it's jumping out at you. Sure. Well, I mean, that's the same thing with Avatar, which I mean, if you don't watch Avatar uh, in 3D yeah. on the big screen, there really is no need to watch to see that it. movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I get what you're saying. I just, I, I liked it and I, I'm, I'm excited. I was excited by it and I would like to see more, but I don't want to see tons more yet. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I think it, yeah, because sometimes then people get lazy and the story yeah. sucks and... Um, you want someone to actually think about it, which I which I, I think like. they did. Yeah, yeah. I, I also had said to you that like I you know when Carrie Fukunawa was going to do it. Yeah. Will Poulter, who is in um in Bandersnatch, is like his mm-hmm. his like I don't know his mentor or yeah, the little, other game yeah. designer who is like his More kind of famous his, and like, like, kind of like this like hippie guru like oh, Philip K. Dick I type. Love him. He was going to play Listen, Pennywise. And what I a would, babe. What a, it would have <laughs> been such a great. I I I had problems with the 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 new it. Yeah. Obviously, and I wonder how much it would have made a difference if he had been the Pennywise. Or, yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe it wouldn't have made a difference. Not maybe that Sarsgaard made a bad good. Pennywise. No, no, but no. yeah, I see how that's interesting. I think him playing the Colin character uh, was great because Colin is so cool. Yeah. He's just like the coolest fucking dude. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah, I, I really liked it. I think it's like really fun and inventive. And if you have the time and you want to waste. Probably, like, three hours. I think the first time I sat was it with, like, three hours where I just kept going back right. and into the storyline and replaying some things. Yeah. Um, and then I... Okay, so uh, I saw if Bill Street could talk, which is the new Barry Jenkins. He did Moonlight. It's exactly... It's, it's this beautiful, sad, heart-wrenching, but heartwarming, you know, love story. It's based on the James Baldwin book. Um, it's... It is beautiful. The actors are really good. It has this, like, whimsical feel, even though these people are suffering. Like, everyone is just great in it. It looks good. There are a lot of um, close-ups, which is funny because I remember reading a review, and someone's like, okay, we get it. They're fucking in love. Can we stop closing up on their face? But it is, it just, like, solidifies the importance of these characters in their lives and what they're going through and why they're fighting for so long. Um, I really loved it. The score is fucking fantastic. I think it's, like, Nicholas Bertel who did the score for Moonlight 2. Um, I really loved it. A a beautiful film. Um, I saw Leave No Trace, um, which I liked. uh, You know, I liked it. I didn't love it, but it's Ben Foster, you know, and he plays, like, this... this Poor man's Ryan Gosling? I don't think so, but I don't like Ryan Gosling. Yeah, but you're crazy. But (laughs) I'm not. I just don't... I like Ben Foster. And someone was like, oh, I can't think of him as any other character except an alpha dog, which I kind of get because I do see him, especially now that he's, like, balding a little bit, you know, and he has no hair, so he's just, like, you see him as this, like, Nazi... Like or I think character? of him in Get Over It with Kirsten Dunn. Oh my god, I just rewatched that the other day, and it's so fucking good. Uh, it's got some really... Martin it's, Short is fantastic. Um, okay, well, I, I did like it. it. It basically is, you know, this guy doesn't feel comfortable living in, you know, our, our normal society, so they live in the woods with his You're daughter. You're describing the plot of Get Over It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked it. I yeah. mean, it is sad, but it's like, it is sort of um, gentle, I I've guess you could things, say. yeah. Um, I did really like it, and then, uh, I saw, what else? Oh, mid-90s, which is Jonah Hill. Don't I care d- for him. I, you know, I waited a while to see it, 
Um, it's way more endearing than you think it is. Um, Possible. I, it feels like I grew up. It, it feels like a, it was very reminiscent of like sure. that my you know adolescence. Obviously, in the '90s, you know the mid '90s. I was I was I, you feel like the you belong with these kids. Um, if you were a punk or a skater or anything like that, it's cool. I like it. I, I think people are comparing it to kids, which is not. It is like not the same at all. Um, it's very much like a, a like a softer while s- movie while still dealing with like you know things that kids and families go through. Um, I really liked it. it. I think it was like a really good first movie. The aspect ratio is really short because obviously he wanted I apparently he wanted you to feel like you were in the movie so it's very you know square yeah um it's I thought it was really cute honestly it's a really cute look back at like shitty little kids (laughs) um and skateboarding in that time period and um, and then I saw Wildlife. I'm telling you, I saw all these fucking movies. Yeah, I want to get. I want you to get the Halloween. I know you do. That's why I'm doing it last. <laughs> all right, let's just come on. Um, Wildlife, which is uh, Paul Dano. Um, he it's his first movie. Stop rolling your fucking eyes at me, Mickey. Paul Dano is like he's, just because you don't see there, anything. There will be blood. Is is great, and he's great in that. But you yeah. don't find him annoying in everything else he fucking does. Little Miss Sunshine. He was yeah, in, he's uh, so do you annoying. Remember in that. that movie with uh, Angelina Jolie? What movie with Angelina? Jolie? She plays like a detective. Fuck, it's not. It's obviously not the Bone Collector, but she plays um, a detective. Oh, Ethan Hawke's in it, where he plays like I a know murderer. What you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 Paul Dano's in that. As a kid, he's, murderer. I mean, like I said, he's um, amazing, and there will be blood. But he's actually it. in this new series on um, about like the prison escape a few years back um, on Showtime. It's pretty good. Okay, uh, with Benicio del Toro. I like him. But anyway, this is his first. He's not too bad. Feature film, I think, uh, with Carey Mulligan and Jake Gyllenhaal, and it's very much that like 1960s, like um, perfect. Uh, you know, everyone's trying to live these perfect ideal life, and everyone's just suffering immensely in between them and it's basically you know uh based off the richard ford uh novel um it it was really good i've i feel like i've seen a bunch of movies like this before so i don't feel like it was very necessary or like groundbreaking to make but i did like it i thought carrie mulligan was excellent she usually is sad Uh, i guess she usually is i don't know she's like okay and things i loved her in drive Starring Ryan Gosling. She had, she was, what'd she do? Starring, Just kiss Ryan Gosling? Starring, Is that why you love her? Starring the rich man's Ben Foster. Um. <laughs> uh, okay, so Wildlife. Oh, Destroyer, I saw. I want to see that. With uh, Nicole Kidman. Actually, I really liked it. Um, yeah, I heard it was really good. She was very strong in it. And it's weird because I don't typically say that, like, oh, I'm a Nicole Kidman fan, but I feel like she's done a lot of stuff lately that have been really impressive I think Nicole Kidman's actually, like, doesn't get enough credit. She's done a lot of stuff. Maybe. From, like, if you think of, like, 1999. Yeah. Like, Eyes Wide Shut to, like, now. You're, like, her choice. Well, yeah. She could be doing, she could be going the route of, like, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, another actress, like, I don't know. Sandra Bullock. (laughs) Sandra Bullock. Or Uma Thurman, who, like, did a bunch of, like, Nicole Kidman doesn't, I mean, I think she did, like, A Stepford Wives. Yeah. You know, she did A Stepford Wives. But why wouldn't you, wouldn't you do a remake? I mean, like, if someone was like, hey, do you want to be in this Step for Wives remake? I would even be like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that was the only one. Or did she do Be... She did do the Step for Wives remake. But who did the Bewitched one? With- oh, it was her. Okay. And Will Ferrell. No, that was Matthew Broderick. No, yeah, Matthew Broderick was Step for Wives, Bewitched yeah. Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But aside from that, but I mean, like, I know, like, The Hours, which I'm not a big fan of, but I mean, she was great in that. Yeah. Um, 
she just uh, she pops up in a lot of stuff that you're like, oh, cool. She's making she's she's not making safe choices. No, and I, and I do like that. I like this that uh, she plays this like disturbed, troubled detective who you know looks like shit and acts like shit. Yeah. And I feel like those type of roles are usually reserved for men in these type of like gritty cop movies. I feel like she did it really well. It was like totally believable. You're kind of like grossed out by her in ways. Yeah. Um, I loved it though. I really thought it was it was like a great movie and yeah. a good film. Um, and then I saw Halloween finally. Um, so I liked it. It is it is what I imagined. Um, that Jamie Lee Curtis is this Sarah Connor character. I like that. I do. I really do. I thought it was cool. But could it have been any other movie besides Halloween? Yeah. I don't know. I disagree. I could have been. This could have been like Terminator Seven. And I could have been like, oh, cool, Jamie, sure, but Jamie I mean, Lee like, Curtis as Sarah Connor. Like, I don't know. And I really, this is why I wish you had seen it in the theater. Because I was talking to somebody about it. And, like, we were just talking about, like, the sound design in that. Mm-hmm. Not so much the sound, but, like, also Carpenter's score in that. Like, there is this mm-hmm. great scene where um, the granddaughter, she just sees one of her friends get killed. And it's, like, the first time she sees Michael Myers. Yeah. And it's that moment where, you're like, she realized that everything that she grew up hearing is hundred percent true, true. All of a sudden, and just yeah. the way the music, like the way it hit in the theater, like was just like so fucking like intense. And like I liked the feel of the movie. I like you know. I mean, I, we already did an entire episode where I talked about how much I really liked it. Yeah. In fact, so much so that when we when I when we talk about what I've seen, I go into my top because I could like, come up with top five. You'll see where Halloween places in that. Well, I can't do mine yet because I'm not finished. Well, I'm There's gonna... like a few other movies. Yeah, you've on seen this, way but... more movies than I have, so it's a lot easier. <laughs> it's all hard for you. Um, but I, I did, I, I did like it. I just feel like it didn't add anything more special than any other. Well, let me ask you this: Did you like it better than Halloween Two? Because I remember last time we watched yeah, Halloween I Two, did. you were fucking like, "This is garbage." I know. I don't really like Halloween Two, but uh, you like this one because yeah, I love Halloween Two, but and it doesn't replace Halloween Two for me. But I still like. This is the this is the movie I, I wanted like, H2O to be. I also want to be that character when I'm older and just have, like, a weird hideaway with, like, a ton of guns. And then the, anyone who fucks with me, I'll be like, ah, you want me to Sarah Connor you? I know. Everybody was great in that movie. The only part that I didn't care for was the deus ex machina doctor character. That one that, like, seemed to only exist for two reasons. One, I know. One, so she could say, oh, you're the new Loomis, and everybody in the theater clapped, yeah. which we did. And then two, to be like, how are we going to get Michael Myers to... Jamie Lee Curtis's house. Oh, we'll just have the doctor drive him, <laughs> drive him there. You know, and it's like, okay, cool. I right. know. Aside from that, I loved everybody in that movie. Um, I thought I thought kids were good. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not usually usually now. I'm like, oh, fuck these teenagers. That like you see like these pretty teenagers you see in these movies, and then they're on like someone some CW show and yeah, and whatever garbage. I thought the girls. Except played. of course the boyfriend and the friend. You fucking dorks. Well, yeah, the boyfriend, what I liked about him is I was like, man, this guy's going to get fucking wasted. Yeah. he's such a piece of shit. And yeah, he does like, it. And I was like, that's actually... Well, that that's... I mean, that's one part I did like about it. It was, like, uh, predictive, but not in a bad way. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I don't mind a story... I don't mind a story going the direction I think it's going to go in, as long as it's doing it well. Like, it did... Yeah, it did... Well, you know, where you're like, shoot him, and then finally she shot... Like, right after she shot him, I was like, yeah. thank you! Yeah, but it, I know there was, like I said, there was a lot of callbacks to the original movie yeah. that I loved, you know, like the her, her, like him looking over the balcony and like loved yeah. that. Like the whole, I mean, like what's great is that like, like I said, this is the movie that H2O should have been. Yeah. Um, fuck Josh Hartnett. Fuck, <laughs> you know, everybody else in that movie. The best part of H2O was the last 20 minutes of it. Except for LL Cool J had no business surviving that movie anyway. <laughs> um, and he does. 
Whereas in this one, it's like everything felt right. You know, like I felt like this was a good, good way to like yeah. either kickstart the franchise again or put it to rest. I don't care which way they do it. I'm glad that Carpenter was involved, and he, and I'm glad that like, and I, I said this in that that episode. There's that scene where like she's outside the house, and she looks up at the window, and he's looking at her, and oh, in that yeah. moment, in that moment in uh, in the new Halloween movie, the person in the costume was the original. Was, oh yeah, I heard was, about that. Was uh, Nick Castle. Mm-hmm. It was just like, and, but it's like, a, it's such a great nod, you know, and it's just like mm-hmm. such a great moment. But I thought the guy who did play Michael Myers in it was great. Yeah, he was a very good physical, like physically, he was like terrifying, you know. I enjoy it um, so much so that I oh, here's the, here's the, here's what I saw. I saw um. Yeah, you finally saw something. Yeah. <laughs> well, in between, you know, our our Christmas episode now, I've seen Bohemian Rhapsody, which yeah. I said to you that like, it, I thought Rami Malek was great. He Fantastic! Is. I'm glad that he did this movie because it's like it's you know he needs that like you know he needed a movie like that to like that's gonna give him like some sort of Oscar buzz. He's yeah. not gonna win, and that's cool. But um, did, yeah, I'm glad that he's getting recognized. Yeah. I think he's a good actor. I do. I, I don't care for the rest of the movie. I just thought it was like the fairy tale version of a Queen story or a Disney version. I mean, that's fair, but yeah. it's like what the band wanted, so I can't. You know, it feels weird shading on it when you're like, that's not the real story, and the band's like, no, this is the story that we wanted, even if it sounds bad, I guess. Yeah, I know. It's just, but it also, it made that, it made it, like, look worse than it was. Like, anyway. Not worse, but just dramatized. Yeah, I know. But I, I guess it didn't need it. It felt like, it felt like a paint-by-numbers biopic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... The only That's thing that, fair. The only thing that, that, that saves it is Ronnie Malik and the fact that they use the actual Queen, Queen music and not re-recorded yeah. versions or anything like that. Um, Plus, not many people can sing like Freddie Mercury anyway. No, of course, of course. Oh, actually, um, yeah, I, I agree. And uh, But I mean, like, they've, Queen's done those tours with, like, yeah. some other musicians. Mm-hmm. As, like, spill, yeah, exactly. Um, so I saw Bohemian Rhapsody. I saw Vice. Oh, yeah, I wanted to see that. I do. I, I, I did. Want to see it? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it misses it, the mark for me. It's like, it's it's trying to, it, it doesn't know what it wants to do. It's like, there's it doesn't have balls to me. It doesn't have teeth. It's like, one moment it's this like, crazy fucking absurd, like, story of this. Like, yeah. Cra- and, and I love that. I love when you, like, you, when you portray things as crazy and as cartoonish as possible, and then you're like, BT dubs, this really happened. Yeah. But the problem with this movie is that then there was these moments where it gets, like, it turns into another, like, biopic where it's like, Wait, wait, just a reminder, guys, audience. Mm-hmm. Dick Cheney was a human being, and it's like, I don't fucking care. Like, yeah. I already know that. I already know that he's a human being. I, at this point, you have to be a fucking idiot to not realize that every single person in the world is it's a person a- that has, if they're a really bad person, then they're, they're not entirely bad. They're still, there's parts that humanize them. If they're a really good person, guess what? They've got bad shit about them, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't need to fucking be reminded of that. It's like if you're watching Dr. Strangelove, and... In the middle of all this fucking craziness, like, George C. Scott calls his lover, like, you know, or his wife, and is like, I'm really scared about these bombs hitting. And it's like, yeah, we know you are. We don't need to see that. Like, we keep it as absurd as possible because, I mean, I think Dr. Strangelove is both hilarious and terrifying. Yes. You know? Because they're they're portraying this, like, absurdity, but it all comes down to something that's really happening, which is mutual self-destruction, you know? Yeah. And in Vice, like, there's these great inspired moments where, like, there's a scene where like they're like they're talking and and the narrator and there's a narrator in the movie and and mm, okay and you find out who it is within the first three minutes of the movie yeah it's 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 uh it's but weird Matt Damon not Matt Damon but weird Matt oh Damon. fake Matt Damon fake, fake fake Matt Damon yeah 
like rubber face Matt Damon. Yeah. Um and um <laughs> and and like there's a part where they're like we don't know what what, what transpired between Dick and Lynn Cheney at this moment. Uh-huh. We wish that we could go into some, some sort of Shakespearean monologue. And then it goes into like they just start doing Shakespeare in really? the bedroom and it's okay. fucking hilarious. Or there's a scene where like Cheney and Rumsfeld and like Cheney's lawyer are all sitting at this table, this yeah. restaurant table, and the waiter is played by Alfred Molina cameo comes out and he okay. like he has his menu and on the menu is Guantanamo Bay torture all these things and they're like we'll take all of them and it's like uh, that I love I yeah. love these crazy moments but then you have these moments where it's like about Dick Cheney and his what his daughter who is like you know Dick Cheney was for a long time very like he wouldn't make a stance on you know gay marriage or anything like that because his daughter's gay and he was trying to like yeah and, and I don't need to see that though because I guess what I'm saying is the movie's got two different tones and one tone is like this awesome like you know we're going to go all out we're going to just tell this wild fucking crazy story and we're going to do it in this really cool way yeah and the other version of the movie is like this straightforward biopic that i'm just like i'm not interested in yeah and my girlfriend was saying that adam mckay she heard an interview he was like i wanted to make a movie that everybody both sides can watch it's not completely partisan it's like yeah do you really think that anybody on the right is going to say <laughs> Oh, I want to go see this movie that I'm sure is going to give a fair shake to Dick Cheney, whether it does or doesn't. They're not going to. Yeah. It's like John Oliver. I love John Oliver. But do you think that he's preaching, he's he's converting anybody and going, maybe making anybody who doesn't already agree with him go, you know what? You might be onto something there. Like, no, yeah. they think it's just liberal propaganda. So if you, if you already are up against that beast, then make fucking liberal propaganda. Make something that's crazy and, and one sided. Because we are, I, I just, I don't. I don't care if you're going to try to, like, if, if you're going to try to do this one thing. And Sam Rockwell, as as George W. Bush, was a better George W. Bush in Hitchhiker's Guy of the Galaxy. Yeah? Yeah. He was I, want, I'm, I was curious. Sam I really Rockwell's like Sam good. Rockwell. I love him, but he did a better George Bush in Hitchhiker's Guy yeah, of the Galaxy. Yeah, than he did. Yeah, and, as... like, the best person in the movie was Amy Adams as Lynn Cheney. She was the best person. She was the best character. Uh, Colin, uh, Tyler Perry's Colin Powell, funny. But yeah. he also was just, like, st- stunt casting. It's like... Steve Carell is Donald Rumsfeld. Who gives a shit? Steve, I don't know. He annoys me. So I saw that, and then I um I saw two older movies. I saw the Evil Dead remake. I oh yeah, re- Scott, you were rewatching it. I was rewatching it, and it, wait, you you hadn't seen it before? Oh, I'd seen it. I saw oh, it in okay. the theater, but I, it was the director's cut, which just got released on Blu-ray, and I watched that. It just got a few extra scenes in it, but like it, I still enjoyed it, and I still yeah. thought it had the same problems that it had when I first saw it, which is like. I mean, but how many, what problems do you have in a movie like that? The end of the movie where, like, it's like suddenly the, the main character switches and it's like, oh, you mean the possessed girl that, like, has oh. been doing all this terrible stuff? Now she's suddenly, we're supposed to be, like, on her side again? Sorry, I can't get into it. I <laughs> uh, can't buy it. Like, you kill the fucking dog, you put all your friends through hell, and now we're supposed to go, oh, you're the good guy all of a sudden because your brother? <laughs> Bullshit. Um, uh. ugh. But anyway... I did enjoy it still, and then I watched a Hammer film called Vampire Circus, which is as yeah. weird as the title sounds. You should check it out. It is on Amazon. Uh, vampire okay. Circus is this great vampire film from the seventies. They're clowns. Uh, yes, but not not as not like the way that there's like a few dwarfs. They're just as clowns, but it's really vampires doing yeah. like Cirque du Soleil stuff and like terrorize mm-hmm. a village. It's really cool. Uh huh. Um, and then so my I'll, I'll do go through my top five real quickly, and I won't talk about them in depth because. I already have. Uh, number one was The Favorite. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Number two was uh, Halloween. Okay. Number three was Ma- uh, was Mandy. Yes. Four was uh, Sorry to Bother You. Okay. 
which is what I want advice to be like. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I want advice to be like that kind of absurd. And then five was Hereditary. Okay. I liked all those movies. Yeah. Um, I liked all of them, too. Some of them are on my list. Yeah. But I still have the place. Let's talk about uh, Taurus Trap, which we watched. It's our we first. We did watch, which is funny because I've never seen it. Yeah. But I realized, um, and it, you know, because obviously I, I saw the House of Wax remake. It's early 2000s. With Paris Hilton? Uh, yeah. And yeah. I always um, assume it was a loosely based cover of the House of Wax mm-hmm. or remake of the House of Wax, uh, you know, which was with Brins. Vincent Price. But now I realize that basically it's a remake of this movie. Yeah. And they never really gave it any credit. Um, <laughs> but it's, I really liked it aside from a few things that like I just kind of let go because you want to be suspended in this in this slasher film. But it is really fucking creepy. It is very creepy. It's very um, underrated. And I love that because mannequins freak me out anyway. Um, and I, I think I t- might have told this story before is like, there's, you know, um, there's mannequins and then you see their eyes move and it is very creepy because it's one of those things where you're like, I'm not sure if this was like my brain or is this something real? But at one time I went to a, a wax house and um, there's this place in Connecticut where this guy, it's really cool, has um, all these old universal wax figures of, of monsters, you oh, know, cool. like Swamp Thing and stuff like that. And I went in once. Creature in Black Lagoon. Swamp. Yes, yes, Creature of the Back of the Moon. Sorry. Okay. Thank no, no, you. Okay. Um, and I went in, and I saw this figure standing near the door, and I was like, oh, my God, wow, this looks so real. And I went right up, right close up to the face, like almost touching noses, and I saw the eyes move, and I backed, I, like, did one of those, like, things where I backed up, I fell over something, and I'm just on the ground, and I screamed, and it's because it was a real fucking person. Yeah. And, uh, but that's how I felt about this film. There's, like, so many things where you just catch the corner, and you're like, is that fucking real? Did that person move? Um, the guy is really creepy. I think any old white man in a (laughs) fucking cowboy hat is creepy. Um, Um, in overalls. Yeah. Uh, real quickly, the movie is, uh, it's a bunch of young ends go to, uh, they get, they get stranded or they, they decide to take a detour and they go to a, a, a tourist trap off the side of the road run by an yeah. old guy played by Chuck Connors. That is closed. It's closed yeah, down. Yeah, it's closed down. He's got all these like wax figures and mannequins and everything like that. And, um, all hell breaks loose from there. Um, and it, it, I like it because, here's what I like about it, is if in the late 70s you had said to me, this is before 1986, late 70s, someone says to me, they're going to make a sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is the movie I think it would have, yeah, I, I, I would have imagined. Yeah. As opposed to what really, I mean, I love the sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but uh, it's, a, it's yes. such a different tone, whereas this one feels like, it's te- it's got everything that all the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre have, like, the different masks, the, like, yeah. the different genders, the, you know, the the seemingly nice old man who, you know, lures, you know, basically kind of lures them into this, like, yeah. you know, trap, and then, um, you know, basically just, like, getting killed, and, and also, but at the same time, like, trying to, like, play off of the plight of the, you know, like, the guy being, like, you know, in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like, oh, man, like, the, yeah. the, the, the slaughterhouse industry's gone downhill now that they're automating it. And not le- same as and, you know, and this guy being like, oh, now tourist. the highway, yeah, yeah, the highway and everything. So it's I got like that. that he had like all these multiple type of personalities that he used the mask for, which mm-hmm. was cool because it didn't matter if they were young or old, right, uh, man or woman, and um, it was very disturbing. Yeah. I don't uh, if you've never seen it. There's like a, a small telekinesis part of this movie that I felt like could have done without it. It's funny you say, but that. it made it. 
creepier. Makes it more surreal, I think. But I felt like if you added, like, some weird puppet, like, puppeting or, like, you know, automation to these things, it would have been creepier if he had, like, powers. It's funny. I feel like you're, 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 you're almost hitting the nail on something, and whether you did, if you researched it or not. But I, David Schmoller, who directed this movie, which went, I, went on to direct... Oh, yeah. Puppet Master. <laughs> um, but I, I did read, like, some of the trivia, yeah. obviously, that, if, like, he had a lot of, like, his wife was in it, um, his parents were in it, which is really it kind was, of cool and funny. Except a little less than, uh, what was it, The Witch Who Came From the Sea? Yeah. Um, you know, who had... The guy's daughter. Yeah, daughter yeah. <laughs> Reliving his trauma. Yeah. But, you know, it is kind of cute that he had it, but it's still disturbing. Yeah. I, mean, I can just imagine my my mom, like, if I was like, Ma, I'm going to make this horror movie of, like, this guy who murders people, but there's, like, lots of, you know, mannequins and puppet. My mom would be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, Jesse. Um, David Schmoller directed it. Char- it was directed, uh, it was produced by Empire Pictures, Charles Band, who would, mm-hmm. Empire Pictures, again, low-budget company, that was, it was kind of Full Moon Features before Full Moon, but we've already seen Terrorvision, which was another yeah. Empire Pictures, uh, Dolls was one, um, and, you know, Puppet Master, it was actually Charles Band who came up, who said, hey, you should have this character of telekinesis, yeah. the script, original script didn't have that in there. Um, the music is by Pino DiNaggio, who I really love. It's very, uh, so it, it, it did remind me, very 70s, it was cool, like when it, even the first scene, it had that like 70s feel. Yeah. Um, I, I, even though this is late 70s, I did really like it. He's got, uh, he's got it, yeah, um, he's got this, uh, Pino DiNaggio did a bunch of stuff with De Palma, you know? Yeah. He also did, uh, Oh, I would just rewatch Dress to Kill. There you go. But, um, uh, he I also did, um... He did The Howling with Joe Dante, yeah. which I feel like is very reminiscent. Oh, like, yeah, okay. Um, he also did Body, uh, Body Double, which is mm. my favorite De Palma film. And mm-hmm. like, uh, so, but it, it does. It has like this kind of a small C theatrical, like over, like over the top theme, you know, style to it. That like also has these moments where like every time they they kind of like they, she clicks on that, turns on that switch, and the it's that little music that's playing when the. The, the mannequin of the wife. Is mm-hmm. what, I'm like, it's just this really sad and sweet uh, little tune that like really kind of <laughs> sticks with you. Um, Chuck Connors plays the bad guy. I, Chuck Connors was in the TV show The Rifleman. Uh, I re- yeah. yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, he's in like a ton of weird... Uh, like Flipper, right? And um, Roots. He plays. The, oh yeah, the and Roots, like owner. in so many things that I saw as a kid, and you know where you're like his face is just embedded somewhere in your subconscious. Um, and I've so. seen him in a uh, where I first saw him was a, and I've talked about this on this show before. Um, the the early or the mid '80s, mid to late '80s uh, Fox show Werewolf. He's oh the yeah, villain. yeah. Uh, it was one of the flagship shows on Fox, and uh, that's what I remember him from. And and so, like, unfortunately, when the second I see him in this movie, when I first, like, when I first saw this movie, I, when I saw him, I was like, oh, I know he's gonna be, he's the bad. There's just no way around it. Like, yeah, there's no hiding it. Although they do try to do things to like trick the audience, like he's walking around with a limp and everything. Yeah, like, yeah. So very clever stuff. Um, and that's very much like you know uh, how serial killers, you know, would obviously go yeah. pick up. Like, you, you hear about um, certain serial killers, like, faking a limb, so they'd attract people to come help oh, them. Oh, you mean or Buffalo s- Bill and yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, to, uh, <laughs> at, you know, so they'd seem un- unassuming, so I like that they borrowed that. Yeah. Um, you know, the overall... I feel like people in overalls think they're unassuming, too, but, like, I don't trust anyone in overalls. Well, Chuck Connors... Even Chuck Connors <laughs> did, the, did the limp because he wanted to throw the audience off of the... 
the scent of like who the yeah. So it wasn't so much like I, mean, I think you're giving it way too much by saying like oh that's cool they pulled from this like serial killer statistic and it's like yeah but that I don't but think that is the whole point it's to be unassuming and not think that you're a murderer. Well, or, I think like, he's, yeah sure okay um, I get what you're saying. But I feel like the minute I saw him on screen I was like it's the same yeah the same guy, um, uh, which I didn't hate knowing that I just you know. One of the uh, one of the, t- the the young people in it is uh, Tanya Roberts, who mm-hmm. was in she was she was Shelley Hack's replacement in Charlie's Angels in the last season. She's yeah. also uh, I think she's more famous for these next two movies. Uh, the first one being Beastmaster, uh-huh. where uh, you know she's in Beast. I mean I don't know what you can say about Beastmaster that hasn't already been said in the title, but yeah. <laughs> she's in it and she's great. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, and then she was in the Sheena Queen of the Jungle, which is a movie that even if you've never seen it, you've definitely seen the poster as a kid. Yeah. Um, but that movie was a complete bomb, did not do... And she, I think she was a Bond girl at one point as well. But, oh, really? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, she has a really recognized like voice. Like yeah. I feel like it just sounds like I've heard it a bunch of times before. Um, production design on this movie was done by Bob Burns, who also did the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so it kind of ties ah, back into what I was saying. That's why it feels yeah. like that. It does feel like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. But I do like that. It calls to the house a lot when you, you know what I mean? Like, when you look at the house, even the yeah. the certain shots, you know, where it's supposed to be, you know, the light coming and someone's running down in the woods and there's trees and it's very frantic, mm-hmm. but it, there's like a, just a single shot. I really, I do enjoy that. Like, some of the shots in it are really cool looking. I would say that somewhere in between Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Motel Hell is this movie. Yeah, you yeah, it's like, exactly. Because there's, there's a lot of moments in this movie that are funny. I'm sorry, yeah. like... I, there are, but... They're creepy, too. Like the, supposed I, to The be? moments where the mannequins all just open their mouths and go, I, It's so... Like, it's I creepy, would die but, of fright. Listen, even if that was like, fake... If a mannequin did that, I'd be like, disturbed for life. It's creepy, but it's funny the way they all just kind of pile down on top of the characters. And I hate it. it I know. and uh, <laughs> But it's funny, but it's also really creepy. And I think that's what yeah. I like with the movie is that there's moments where I'll chuckle. And then I'm like, oh, actually... Yeah. That, like when he remember when he holds up that like mannequin head? Yeah. And he's just like, talk to my friend. And you're like, ha ha. Yeah. And then Mouth just goes, ah! And you're like, oh, no, no, yeah. no. Yeah. Like, I, so I really I really enjoy that. I really, really enjoy Taurus Trap. Uh, Joe Bob showed it on his. Um, oh, he did. On his did. first marathon. Yeah. Um, on Shudder. Um, I had seen it before that, but I, you know, I was watching with some people and they were just like, they thought it was just kind of, some people thought it was kind of boring. So they thought it was a little slow. And it is slow. And I will give you that. Yeah. Like, um, it does take a little while for it to like really kind of pick up, but as it picks up, it like it starts drifting away from reality and just becoming more surreal until you get to the ending where like don't want to give anything away, but something happens where you're like, oh yeah, it's about time. This oh okay, yeah. <laughs> that's weird and, and it's unexplainable and they don't explain it and uh, they don't they don't yeah. dive into anything. Uh, they yeah, just, they just they just kind of like well ha- just it happens and it's great and it's this really weird surreal twist to the movie or and and the movie's full of those and i think i think this is one of the more underrated films in horror than uh stephen king even in uh his he in the 80s wrote a book called dance macabre which was uh his like kind of like his book-long essay on horror and he mentions this movie yeah as, like, this is like an under he's like why didn't people check out this movie more you know like this movie did not do well one of the reasons why the director yeah the director thinks that one of the reasons why this movie didn't do well is because it wasn't rated R. It did not get an R rating. This movie is yeah, PG. which uh, is really interesting, especially when you take movies now, which I, I did um, 
just to to point, um, I watched the the non-director's cut of The House That Jack Built, which is really fucking dumb. It's not dumb that... Um, it's dumb because very small pieces of the movie were cut out just to get that rating. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It didn't do anything to save anyone's, you know? So it, it's really strange that this movie, I feel like, got that that PG rating. Yeah. Maybe just because it's nudity, because, you know, obviously people are so offended by the human body, but it, it didn't have any in it. So I'm like, where the fuck? Oh, we're fine with violence and murdering and, and killing, but we're not with... Um, I think, well, also, I think in the... Like, we think by, like, 1979, at this point, gore has really become, like, it's becoming more... Especially the Dawn of the Dead and, like, all this stuff. This movie does not is not heavy on gore, you know. It's not, and it's not particularly bloody. Yeah. Um. Either it it probably was. I mean, if there was a horror movie that came out now, though, uh, that was PG, I'd probably be like, no, I probably won't see this. Cause exactly. How am I going to be scared by it? Right. Um. But wow, it is really fucking creepy. This movie is really. If fucking I saw creepy. this when I was like eight, it would have disturbed the fuck out yeah, of me. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, like it would it would scar you. From, I mean, mannequins. Again, are terror like we were, we were saying before. In everything, in yeah. Maniac, in 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 Mannequin, the movie that's fucking in weird. The Twilight Zone episode, yeah. where, like they're all the all the mannequins turn out to be like, hey, they're not bad. They're just they're just waiting their turn to walk around the real world, and uh, but they're still fucking scary because there's something about something that looks. It's the Uncanny Valley yeah, thing, you know, fact, yes, where it's like you know it looks so it looks real enough, but there's just that that, that moment where it. I mean, um, okay, so not to give it, but, you know, that there was that show on sci-fi um, that, you know, they would prank people, their friends, With but, Tracy like, horror Morgan? prank. Uh, this was before Tracy Morgan was the host, I think. Okay. Um, but, anyway, they had a mannequin episode, but it was really fucking funny because it was, like, someone was doing catering gig, and their friend was like, oh, I got another catering gig. I know gig what you're group. talking about. You're right, and she goes to the gig, and it's just all mannequins and the guy's like please serve my friend and then she can look and she saw like the eyes move for one and it's yeah. like it is so fucking funny and like really <laughs> scary though because what if you were put in that situation yeah. I would die of fright yeah. which I is similar to this if I walked into someone's home and they were like they saw like there was someone in the kitchen and it was a mannequin and they were like talking to it I would immediately just die of fright yeah I mean I, I don't know what I mean, aside, like I said, aside from the Uncanny Valley thing, there's something about mannequins and dolls, and it's, it's weird that, like, yeah. there's a, they, they're, I, I feel like in conception, like, they're, they're meant to, like, look like people because to, to feel kind of, like, familiar or comforting, but they do the exact opposite. Like, dolls that, like, look realistic or are trying to look yeah. realistic fucking terrify me, you know? And there's the whole mass aspect, so there is, like, a whole, uh you know, small culture of people who wear, like, latex masks and, and you know, because they want to be someone else. So when they put on the mask, they are, whether it's, you know, mm-hmm. wanting to be another gender or just be someone else at all. And it's interesting that they put this in there and that this guy utilizes them and he's a different person in each well, one. And that's why I tied it back to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Because in, in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like, of course. Leatherface is wearing multiple different masks Mi- for different occasions. Yeah. Like, there's the dinner, like, when he's cooking dinner, he puts the old lady mask yeah. on. When he's, uh, when he's, when they're having dinner, he puts his, his lady in makeup outfit mm-hmm. on, you know? It's like, he, it's, he's, there's nothing behind him. He's just, like, kind of like this blank slate, so whatever mask he's putting on dictates yeah. this, the, the circumstance or the, or the personality that he's going to have. And I, I really like that carryover from, from, from... Chainsaw to this, where it's mm-hmm. like, I, I agree with you. It's like, there's something so fucking creepy about those masks. <laughs> uh, and, and a lot of it has to do with the fact you can't see the eyes. 
Yeah, that they're like basically blacked out, and then that the job is just totally unhinged. Yeah. So when he talks, it's just like rah. It just leaves this like big blank open, especially when he's just like it, they're like ah. Yeah. They're like no, God, make it stop. I know. I knew that you were gonna have that reaction when we saw this movie. That um, that that you were gonna react exactly that way to those mannequins because yeah. it, it's it's. You know, it's just like I said, it's like it takes like it, it grabs one of those like base fears that people have of like inanimate objects that yeah. look like at any minute that they, they could, like yeah. humanoid but Yeah, and they look like they could they could turn on at any second. Um, yeah. and I and I just know that that's gonna that's a creepy bother everyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And like I said, this guy I mean David Schmoller went on to do, like I said, Puppet Master, he did yeah. crossface with Klaus Kinski. This this one though, I think is is Way better than all of the stuff. Yeah, I mean, like this is a really solid piece of work that, like, I'm glad hasn't gotten remade, but I almost wish it did, just so people go, "Wait, there's a original of this," and then they watch this one and they go, "You know, yeah, but someone's just gonna be offended by something, so you know." Yeah, you know that the the, 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 (laughs) God forbid, yeah, the the mannequin culture that's that's been rising. You know, I'm telling you, there is is a whole thing about people who wear masks, so I'm sure someone's gonna get mad at some point. Yeah. Um, but I, I did really like it. I thought, again, I could have done without the more supernatural-ish yeah. type of I stuff agree. that happens in the movie. But otherwise, it's, like, pretty solid. It is funny, but it is also really creepy. Like, like you said, you have that reaction where you're like, ha-ha, oh, wait, yeah. no, okay, stop. Yep, yep. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I did, too. I think it's an underrated classic, and I'm glad we, uh, we watched it for 2019. Um, Kind of straight away from the '80s a bit. I mean, I, I, I know we watched. Good. I, mean, I know we watched Christmas Evil, and it's nineteen eighty. But let's be honest, yeah. it's nineteen seventy. And also, you know, I got a lot of flack for for putting that Instagram post where I put misunderstood Santa Claus between you and just I, me and, and uh, Diego, like giving me shit. And I'm like, these the the two last. It's people. because you love to sympathize with murderers. Oh, look <laughs> again, Christmas Evil. He walked. <laughs> People walk, okay, I these do. yuppies walk out of a church and they see a guy dressed up as Santa Claus and they start making fun I know, of them. I, I said that. I was like, wow, what a piece of shit just right. coming from so like, good. They got you know. it. They got it. But. Got it. Boom. Done. Still. Done. Um, I have no sympathy for those fucking yuppie assholes. <laughs> Fuck Yeah, them. it was, uh, it, it, I really liked it. Nobody in that movie gets killed that doesn't deserve it. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, Nobody innocent in that movie gets killed. None of the kids. None of the, <laughs> none of the nice people who invite him in to like celebrate. Well, he killed a man in their home with their kids in there on Christmas. Good. He probably was beating those kids, too. You don't know that. But you don't know that he wasn't, so. <laughs> anyway, um, thankfully, I don't, I don't. I really don't empathize with a killer in Taurus Trap. I'm like, no, I mean. I yeah. might. Maybe I'm that's like, my final. Oh, your, your wife is like. You're, disturbed. Your wife cheated on you i'm sorry but that there's no excuse to be tortured and his whole life got shut down because of that new highway that they paved but when he's when he's killing that girl and he's like pouring the plaster on her he's face not and killing he's, and he's describing how she's gonna die she's not gonna die from something but that's his one of his character like his multiple uh, personality oh, so if he if he's so got, not all of his personality mentally ill <laughs> Then he's he's sympathetic, no, but we're I not know. gonna say the guy in Christmas Evil's mentally ill because why? No, he is. We, exactly. I think we we went over that. Yeah, we did. All right, oh. I'm not gonna rehash that. I just don't think it's fair because I. I <laughs> um. I mean, I think also we like to give you shit anyway. I know, but the Christmas Killer, the Christmas Eve Killer, and uh, Christmas Evil and uh, Martin are I think are supposed to be sympathetic. I, That's all I'm saying. Done. But Martin, okay. He's. He's sympathetic. He's he would do his does terrible things. I, I see the parallels though between Martin, between Christmas Evil, and then oh fuck Death Dream. 
Yeah. They all have a very similar type of of storyline, and and uh, and I I really like all those three movies. Yeah. I did I did really enjoy Christmas Evil. I even like Tourist Trap. Yeah, I did too. So um, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll talk more next time. Yeah. yeah welcome to 2019. Yeah. Bye. bye. If you're looking for a new kind of thrill and are willing to take risks. And try something different that could change your life forever. Enter the house. <laughs> Tourist trap. Rated PG.